It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> the views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our show tonight. We have a huge show for you. There was two big events this weekend, history made, tons of MMA upcoming, and just a tiny, really... Actually, not very much boxing news, but in. So with that, how you doing, buddy? I'm all right, bud. How about yourself? Doing good. It's getting warm up here. It's uh, it's almost hitting 75. Um, you can suck my dick. It's 105 down here. 105, really? That's what it was today. Wow. It was getting warm up here, we thought. You guys up there don't even know what air conditioning is. If it's going to get above 85, you guys are scrambling to go to the water because you you can't find a way to keep yourself cool. I go to the water when it's 75. I don't care. I don't wait. I don't get out when it's over 100. I just sit in my fucking house and sit under the air conditioner. Yeah. It is kind of miserable down there in the summertime. It can be. Yeah. So, there was some good MMA on this weekend. You know, um, the Ultimate Fighter finale was really good. We didn't have any Bellator, but we get two Bellator cards next weekend, which is really cool. Uh, One title fight, and then one that's over in Rome. And we have a UFC fight night coming up this weekend. Yes, definitely. And that's, that's pretty cool, too. Um, it's it's kind of nice. We got tomorrow night, we got the Dana White Tuesday night contender series, which is going to be fun. You know, those are mostly people that are trying to work their way into the show, which is, you know, usually, usually makes for a pretty good fight. And then on Friday... You got Julia Budd versus Talia Noguera for the Bellator 145-pound female title fight. That's going to be pretty cool right there. Um, let's see. On top of that, you got uh, ex-UFC fighter Michael McDonald versus Eduardo Dantes. That's pretty cool. And then let's see. Vito Ortega is fighting again. She hasn't been there for a bit, but she's taking on Emily Ducati. That's going to be a big fight like in the women's division anyway. That's going to be a fun one. But on top of that, that's on Friday. On Saturday, Bellator's got a fight in Italy. They're fighting in Rome, Italy. Patricio Frieri, uh, the pit bull, you know the pit bull, versus Daniel Vitek. Yeah. That, that'll be wow. for the featherweight title. So both 145-pound titles are on the line. But what I find funny 
Now remember, this is this is in Italy. So Alessio Sakara, he's Italian. He's got 19 wins, 11 losses, right? So what is that? 30 fights, right? He's taking on Jamie Sloan. Guess how many fights Jamie has? I have no idea. Zero. How is that even possible? Yeah, exactly. There's got to be a mistake there, I think. Yeah, that that doesn't seem right. Um, what I'm going to do is look him up right now and see if that's... Okay, that's just MMA Junkie being stupid. MMA Junkie, you know, for as good as they are, they sure don't get their... their uh, Records very well, do they? No, they don't. Dude's got eight wins and four losses, one no contest. That makes more sense. But there's there's another UFC fight night coming up. That's yeah. actually not bad card. Let's see. The next UFC fight night is kind of a big deal. Idaho. Boise, Idaho. Yeah, Sage Northcutt versus Zach Otto. Yeah. Liz, I cannot pronounce her last name. I'm going to murder them. I'll, I'll try. Carmich. Carmich versus Jennifer you. Maya. Maya, dumbass. Kat Zingano versus Marion Renew. Renew. My lord, Jason. Then you know what? You 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 announced the rest of the fucking card there. <laughs> <laughs> no no, you already started. You already butchered it. Well, then I'll butcher it some more because I'm gonna. Bu- I know I'm gonna butcher it some more. Um, Marcielos versus Olabos. Now. Let's see. This- the first one's easy. Justin Scroggin. I'm not even I'm not even gonna attempt this. Which one? Let's see. Nurmagomedov. Oh, Nur- Nurmagomedov. Yeah. Oh, okay, thank Syed. you. Yeah. Paul Felder versus James Vick. That'd be good. Eddie Weinman versus Alejandro Perez. Did you forget about Darren Jessica Elf- Aguilar versus Joe What's that? That's going to be fun. That's on the prelims. Which one? The uh, fight pass prelims. Oh, I didn't even... Um, I. That's not showing up on anything. I'm just reading the undercard. Okay, the fight pass prelims. Jessica Aguilar versus Jody Esquibel. Uh Mark De La Rosa who just so happens to be Montana De La Rosa's husband. Montana fought on Ultimate Fighter 27 finale last Saturday. He's taking on Elias Garcia. Um, Rioni Barcelos versus Kurt Polova, the one you said. Liz Carmouche versus Jennifer Maya. That's a big fight because Jennifer is the reigning Invicta 135-pound champion. Nice to know. Yes. She's very, very good. 
Um, yeah, I don't one of the things that you, Yeah, no. If you watch any YouTube fights on Jennifer Maya, what's funny is there's this one fight she took in. I think she was in Germany. She was fighting Steffi Graf. Um, Graf went in to go give her, you know how they touch gloves when they start? Right. Well, Jennifer had her guard down and had her hand out, and her other hand was somewhere. As soon as Jennifer was about to touch the glove, Steffi just clobbered her with a, a cheap shot from out of nowhere. And it took like, it was like six seconds or something ridiculous. Um, horrible, horrible sportsmanship. Never could stand that lady after that. She came to the UFC for two fights and just got her ass handed to her. And I could do nothing but cheer for everybody beating on her because she was such an asshole. Kind of like Daniel Cormier, but with boobs. Except seeing Daniel Cormier heavyweight, he's got boobs too. So what are you going to do? Hard to tell him apart. Right. Yep. We'll get into that in a little bit. Talk about Daniel Cormier's boobs all day. You like his boobs, though. I like making fun of his boobs. No, you like his boobs. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. So, tell me about the pay-per-view. What did you like about it? Oh, um, there, the pay-per-view, let me pull up the, um, the undercard, unless you already have it with you. No, go ahead. UFC, was that 226? Yep. Fight card. Okay. I'm in a very poor reception right now, but that's not what I want. God damn it. Give me a minute. I don't want want to so just. I watched the prelims on the fight pass since you don't have fight pass. Um, <clears throat> I didn't get Emily Whitmire. Yeah, she beat Jamie Moyle. That was a pretty good fight. The first two rounds were fairly even. Um, I gave it to Whitmire, actually, the first two rounds because she was a little lighter on the feet. Jamie was supposed to be the wrestler of the two, and Jamie couldn't take her down. Whitmire looked great. Um, her first fight in the UFC after the Ultimate Fighter, she just looked starstruck. She got submitted pretty early and never really looked to be in the fight at all. But this one, she was doing terrific. Round three, Whitmire came out, threw a bomb, and then took Jamie down. Jamie's the wrestler, but Emily, the wrestler out of Team Alpha Male, I might add. And Jamie got taken down, put on her back, and Emily rode her the whole round, just clobbering her. And Jamie was able to get up, but it wasn't, it was, you know, of no consequence by then. Emily won her first fight. The funny part about this was Vinny Magalay, he was one of the, her coaches on The Ultimate Fighter. 
he apparently promised her he would not corner somebody against her because they had a good relationship. And he used to be a trainer down there at Extreme Couture where she trained. Well, apparently Vinny lied because there he was cornering Jamie Moyle against against her. And Emily wins the fight, you know, shakes uh, Jamie's hand, walks over and gives Vinny the bird, says, fuck you, you piece of shit. Walked up, Joe Rogan interviews her, said, looks like you got a little animated or something like that. She's all, fuck Vinny Magalhaes. He's a fucking dick. And went on to explain the story, and it was awesome. It was really cool to see a fighter open up like that. And, uh, you know, she felt betrayed, and that was cool. I mean, I mean, so you had the first fight in the welterweight division against Curtis Mill, Millander against Max Griffin. Yeah. Now, Max Griffin, he had his moments in the fight. Uh-huh. But as big as Curtis is, he dominated this fight. Okay. It went to a, it went to a decision. But Max Griffin didn't even stand a chance. He really didn't. Uh, he flashed. He flashed. He had his moments, but he just. I I I. When they said he was fighting out of the United States, uh huh. He was so tall. I literally thought this guy was fighting out of Africa. Oh shit! I don't know what Africa has to do with it, but okay. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is he's just, he's, you know how African guys can get. They're just really dark and very, very tall and very slim. I literally, I mean, this, he, Matt Griffin could not do nothing with this guy. Nothing. Oh, okay. He could not get inside. I mean, the, the reach on it was so badly. It was bad. It was a decent fight, but one of my favorite fights on the on the um, on the preliminary was Venata versus Dracar Close. Yeah, that fight wasn't even close. Uh. Venata got his ass whooped. I mean, Jakar's corner was even getting pissed. Like, you're still yeah. screwing him around with this guy? Go knock this guy out. He has nothing for you. And he just he just kept fucking around with this guy and fucking around with him. And then eventually, Klaus, you know, Klaus ends up winning the fight. But I'm like, Jesus, man. Yeah. <clears throat> but... I didn't really care for the third fight, but the, the main fight on the undercard, Uriah Hall versus Paulo Costa. I kind of thought this fight was bullshit. Yeah? And the, reason I, and the reason I say this, Paulo Costa was reprimanded. I don't know why they didn't take points. Three times for violations. Hitting in the cup, that's not poking in the eye. 
Yeah. He had he had Uriah Hall buckled over twice on his knees in his corner. I'm like, they're not taking points yet. Costa just lit him up. I mean, Costa deserved the win. But when, I mean, when do you not start taking points away from people? How many times do you have to warn people about their violations? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Free warn Daniel Cormier, close his hands, close your hands, close your hands, close your hands. Oh, you poked him in the eye. Let's give him a couple minutes. Poked him square in the eye, then told him three or four more times to close his hands before the, the knockout, right? That was the same thing in this fight. Uriah Hall yeah. had 10 minutes of sideline time because he was hit in the cups. That's crazy. I've been hit in the cups. I don't, I've never been hit in the cup before. I don't know what that feels like. It, it doesn't feel good. But not, but not only was he hit in the cup, Uriah Hall was also poked in the eye. The referee went over, hit above the belt, keep your hands closed. Hit above the belt, keep it. He warned him like three times before, and they would never take points away. Now, Paula Costa oh, wow. just destroyed Uriah Hall. To me, there should be a little controversy there. Uriah Hall really did not belong in the ring with Paulo Costa. That's crazy. Paulo Costa is a badass. I will follow this guy. Now, I understand what he was doing was in the heat of the battle. Your your uppercuts yeah. or your you know that can come in the heat of the moment. But yeah. after being warned two or three times, don't you think they can cure that? I don't know. Maybe they can. I have no idea. I give him one warning, and then you start taking points. Three points, and you're done. Or they did mention, you know what they brought up when uh, when they were doing the um, Derek Lewis versus Francis Ngannou fight, and the referee warned them to get get do something, and right. warned them for being too timid to fight. To, they were scared to fight, which they weren't scared to fight. They they both just came in with the wrong game plan that didn't mesh. It happens, but they could start. Joe Rogan even mentioned the yellow card system over in Pride, when the referee pulled yep. the yellow card, it, it cost you money. You were getting fined right then. You knew right then. If you were making $100,000, you automatically lost ten grand, which is a lot when you're only making hundred grand a fight if you're making hundred grand, If you're making sixty grand a fight and you just lose ten grand, that's a lot of money. That's only it's a lot of money. Yeah. So, and ten grand is no joke. But but that's when I you know that was the first test the the first text I sent you throughout the night. I'm like, Paulo Costa's no joke. Yeah. That dude, he is he's built. He can fight. He's no joke. And you said no. So how many right. warnings do you think if you were if you were making up the rules, how many warnings would you give those guys before you started taking away ten grand increments? One. One warning, and then it's ten grand and a point. One warning, one warning. I'm starting to deduct points. 
Yeah, especially for fingers to the eyes, because that's a now, big one. That's a that one can really fuck you up. Well, dude, he pulled. No, he pulled two. He pulled two, two things: fingers to the eyeballs and punches mm-hmm. to the nuts. Yeah, you can't hit a guy in the cup. You can't go below the belt. I'm sorry. You know, I can kind of understand it on the no, occasion. There's he, the guys that do the inside leg kick. And when you do an inside leg he, kick, sometimes your leg goes up. These were punches below the belt. Oh, punches? No, that's punches. horrible. Not, not kicks. Punches. I haven't seen too many guys get punched down there. He did the it old, twice. The old dick fight. punch isn't used all that often. Yeah, he hit he hit Uriah Hall square in the cup and put Uriah Hall straight to his knees. Last time I huh? saw a dick punch was when you and our yeah. were together at the pool. Well, no, I I grabbed square. I, no, I grabbed him right in the cock and put him to the ground. He wasn't wearing a cup. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, why does wear cups? Still hurt. They have to. Yeah, they have to protect the family jewels. Yeah, no, fighters wear cups. And when you get square in the cup, I've been hit the cup before in base. It does not feel good. Nope. We haven't gotten there yet. That was Michael Chiesa and Anthony Pettis. The white tatted up kid with a darker joke. Yeah. Um, All right, go on. go on. So let's go on to the main card. I cannot pronounce his first name, but his last name is Saki. Gokan Saki. Gokan Saki versus Khalil Gokan. Roundtree Jr. Khalil, Khalil Roundtree, Roundtree Jr. Now, what's funny is I actually picked Khalil Roundtree against Gokan. Gokan Saki is a very, very highly decorated, you might have seen this, highly decorated kickboxer. But yes, he is. I was telling my, of all time. I was telling one of my one of my MMA fighter friends. This lady's an actual fighter. She thought Saki was going to win. I said no. Khalil's going to knock him out. The guy's chin is blown. He just can't take the punch anymore. He's had he's had a very very good career. At, but at some point, you know, they, they all hit this. Everybody does. Your chin just can't take it anymore. I think Goku well, Saki's there, and Khalil knocked him out. No, he did not only knock him out. So I'm sitting there. I'm talking to my neighbor, right? Yeah. We're sitting there just BSing. And he he ordered the fight, so we're sitting in his garage. And all you hear is a thud on his surround sound system. And I'm like, what was that? And then all you, hear, all you see is Saki just, his eyes roll back and hit the mat. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. he just hit him that hard. A wicked straight left hand. That was wicked. They called that fight before Saki even hit the ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to. Oh, yeah. Me and Matt were, we, we were discussing, the, we were discussing fight to fight. And he said, yeah. she doesn't even have a chance. Roundtree just lit him the fuck up. 
But yeah. he was losing the fight. Roundtree was losing he was the fight up fight. until then. Roundtree was losing the but fight in the first one round. Shot from that guy. And he hit he hit Saki one punch and just lit him the fuck up and knocked him the fuck out. Yep. I mean, that was... Dude, if you would have been watching that and if you would have turned your head and heard the thud, we, me and Matt were like, oh my God. You could hear that over television. You knew Saki got lit up. That was impressive. Now... Michael Chiesa and Anthony Pettis. This was a great fight. Anthony Showtime Pettis. This is, you know, it was, it was a great fight in the first round. It could have went either way. Come to that triangle armbar. He got, you know, Showtime Pettis got him. Knocked him to the ground, and then the barrage was on. And Matt, like, yeah. what is he doing? Hammer punching, hammer punching. And then next thing you know, he's got him in a triangular arm bar. Not a very, it's not a very easy move to pull off. And then he got out of it the first time. And then he got him the second time. Now, I said, and I, I looked at Matt, I'm like, Wait a minute, he's tapping out, he's tapping out, he's tapping out. Referee didn't see it. 30 seconds later, there you see his hand tapping. He was there for 45 seconds tapping out before he got tapped out. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was very impressive. But you didn't, the the referee didn't see the first tap. He was tapping. I'm like, Matt, he's tapping, he's tapping. And I go, they're not stopping it. They're not stopping it. And then about 30 seconds later, you could see him tapping again, tapping again. That's when they, that's when they stopped it. I mean, do you really think Anthony, Anthony Showtime Pettis is a legitimate contender for years to come? Well, I don't see why not. Um. You know, he's already been the champion. Okay. You know, it's not like he wasn't the, the lightweight champion. He he did very, very well against wrestlers for a while. But then I think as what happens to lots of guys, you start to make that kind of money and the fame, and it kind of got to him. So it seems like he's getting back to his roots now, and he's able to handle those grapplers. You know, standing... He's pretty good with anybody standing at at 155. Anyway, when he tried to drop down to 145, it just didn't work. He was he was cutting Actually, way too much weight. Honestly, Brian, I was more impressed with Showtime Pettis on the ground than I was the stand up. Off the bat, he's fight. not a wrestler. He's a good grappler, but he's not a wrestler. Showtime's always had good. He's always had good submissions. He's always against, except for guys who can stifle him. He's had very, very, a very active guard. He's uh, he's fun to watch because he's great standing up, and his submissions are really fun. I mean, really, Michael Chiesa 
really did not stand up to Showtime Pettis in this fight. The fight wasn't. And what, what really did he come in at? Almost 160 pounds? I don't know. I can't remember. No. Yeah, it was high 50s, low 160s. But the other dude looked. Yeah. I mean, Showtime Pettis came in there, dude. He looked like. Dude, he was ripped. And. Matt thought, the, Matt thought Chiesa was going to win. The tattered up white guy, just the way he moved, and then, and then she has it, and then uh, Perry just came in and just fucked him up. Oh, are you talking? And got into the ground. What are you talking about? No, I'm sorry. No, Pettis, Pettis, and Chiesa. Okay. Chiesa looks the part, but Pettis just came in there and just. You know, he, he he got him on the ground, dude. I I didn't realize how good he was on the ground. Chiesa's Chiesa's good. He's a he's a good grappler, but you know, against Anthony Pettis or or really I don't know, but Chiesa is a solid fighter. He's never gonna be a champion. Um he's good, he's tough, he's fun to watch, fun to listen to. Uh fun he's to just watch. never gonna be a top guy. You know, he's he's always going to be one of those gatekeepers. You got to get past him if Why do you want to go further. Why do you think that is? He just doesn't have have the, the the ability. He doesn't. I mean, it's just the way it is. Some guys are not going to be champions. Some guys are good. Now, he's good. You know, he's just not going to be the next level good. I think that's a good idea. Now, this next fight. To me, this was the fight of the night, honestly. Okay. It had everything you wanted in a UFC fight. We had good stand-up. Ngata versus Lewis was the fight of the night? No. <laughs> we are talking about Paul Felder and Mike Perry. We, that fight, we had I actually great... two on. I didn't see round so one, had... but round two on was crazy. So we had great stand-up, good yes, ground man. game, very bloody. You didn't know who was going to win this fight until it was over with. Yeah, because Felder was still hitting him with big shots and did not, did not. I mean, I thought Perry was dominating, but no, Perry anywhere. was dominating, and he and he, you know, his face is cut up. He's got slices on his forehead. I will argue. Yep. No, no, you're, Matt, you're absolutely right. If Felder didn't get cut, I thought Felder could have won that fight. He just didn't see where But he's got a cut on his forehead. He got an elbow across the uh, left eyeball. Yeah, and he's now bleeding like a stuck pig. Matt and I were like, this fight cannot even go on any longer. No. Mike what Perry. I thought was funny um, was halfway, the fight was almost over. And the commentators, who who was commentating? It was Joe Rogan and Dominic Cruz and, and Anik, right? But, right. So they, they were talking about it. So Dominic was coming up. You know, 
Perry, Perry, or not Perry, sorry, Felder had moved up to welterweight for that fight to 170 from 155. And right. he was actually bigger than Mike Perry, as you can see when they stood next to each other. Paul Felder was the bigger guy. And Dominic Cruz was sitting there saying, oh, this isn't the right weight class for Felder. He needs to drop back down to 155. No, it's I thought crazy it was a to perfect me. weight class for Felder. Yeah, it's crazy to me that a guy that cuts weight to 170, according to Dominic Cruz, should cut more weight back down to 155. Now, Paul Felder was a hog. He just met up with the wrong fighter in this case. Yeah. He, you know what? You know what the, that fight reminded me of was McGregor Diaz won. Yeah. Just volume punching. Mike Perry beat Paul Felder down. Just volume punching. That's all it was. But to me, that was the best fight of the night. Oh, it was. Now, let's go to the worst fight of all time. (laughs) Now, you've watched a lot more UFC than I have. Yeah. Now we're talking about Francis Ngannou and Derek Lewis. Yes. 31 total punches landed between two heavyweight fighters in a three-round I don't even you can't even call that a fight. Dancing with the Stars. Thank you. That's what it was to me. Dancing with the Stars. Now You've said this has happened before. I've never seen it happen. Yeah. yeah. Now, first time I've ever seen it happen, a referee steps in. Okay, you guys need to engage. If not, I'm going to start taking points because you guys are backing up. Yeah. Matt and I are looking at each other like, what? They're going to deduct points for backing up? For being timid. Yeah, don't they get paid to fight? They they got paid to fight, but they, they didn't. Like I was saying, both of them, like Derek Lewis said, Ngani was waiting to counter. And Derek Lewis said, it was funny, his comments were hilarious. said, I didn't want to give him the chance to counter because I don't know how to block a, hand, block a punch. So he was scared to throw his right hand because he doesn't know how to block a punch. Then he said his trainers wanted him to take Nganu down, but he doesn't know how to do a takedown, so he didn't want to try that. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, I mean, this is an elite UFC heavyweight that's telling people he doesn't know how to block a punch and he doesn't know how to do a takedown. What the fuck is wrong with the heavyweight division? Well, I, I love what my best friend just said. Nganu like looks like an iguana. No, I said he looks like Tarzan and hits like Jane. Yeah, hits like Tarzan and, and looks like Tarzan and hits like Jane. Darren Lewis or Derek Lewis, sorry. Um, he apologized at least to the MMA world. 
And he goes, yeah, this is going to hurt my title chances for at least two to three fights. And he's absolutely right. Which one? In Ganu? Yeah, we, um, he got his ass whooped by Stipe his last fight. Have you ever seen a human being look that yoked and be that much of a bitch? Yeah. Brian, can I ask you a question? Well, either you or Have Matt, you I don't ever... know who's talking here. I'm trying, I'm, I'm, no. I'm doing a show with you, but I'm hearing Matt talk to you the whole time. So I don't know what's going on. Um, so what do you ask? So Matt's asking a question. Have you ever seen a man that looks like Francis Ngannou look so much like a bitch? You know, like I said, they, they both had the wrong game plan for that fight. Had Ngannou not come in a little timid, um, like they said, he just lost his first fight, um, his first real fight. It was a tough, it's a tough hurdle to, to come over. He, I, I'm not going to throw him under the bus just yet because of what he's done so far. It doesn't tell me he's a scared guy. He, this is the guy that went out there and went right after Alistair Overeem, was one of the most feared strikers in the world. And Jono right. just tore him up. Uh, just because he had a bad fight, I, I'm not throwing him under the bus. They both had a bad fight. Yes, it happens. There's been worse. Referees have but, had to warn people to get moving and to do some action before it's happened. Not the end of the world. It's a bad fight. Unfortunately, both guys had a bad night. You, sometimes it's just one. It, very rarely is it both guys doing this, but it happens. It's just, just the way it is. Would you agree with Joe Rogan? Worst heavyweight fight of all time? No. What have you seen? Worse? That was Joe Rogan. That was just Joe saying that. I don't think that was the worst heavyweight fight ever. One of them. Not the worst. Okay. So I've seen worse. Now, did you ever see? Did you ever see Tim Sylvia versus Andre Arlovsky part three? No, I did not. That was that plus two more rounds. Oh my god, that plus yeah. two more rounds. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. The, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Matt was wanting his sixty-five dollars back. He was pissed. It happens. So, let's go to the let's go to the main event of this card. Felipe Miosic versus Daniel Cormier. Yes. Okay. I know you do not like Daniel Cormier. No, he's a piece of shit. Look at that. I mean, he looks like a piece of shit. He actually he looks like a fat fucking tootsie roll. Okay? He, he's, he's jiggly and shit, for one. He goes in there. We all know he cheats. He fucking cheats on his weight cuts any chance he gets. So, again, that means... If you're willing to cheat on your weight cut, what else are you willing to cheat on? The door is open to anything because there's no limit at that point. So he can say whatever he wants, but he cheats on his weight cut. I'm sure he cheats on other things. Then when John Jones stood up to him and punched him in the face, what did DC do? He ran and threw his shoe at John Jones. Okay? Not only is he a cheater, he's a fucking pussy. You don't throw a shoe at somebody that just punched you in the face. That's a pussy. 
So now he's fighting for the heavyweight title. And what happened? The referee warns him 20 fucking times to stop poking it and stop putting his fingers out. Then he pokes Stipe in the eyes, pokes him in the eyes bad. Then the ref warns him five more times and he knocks out Stipe. What's that tell you? He's a cheater. Not impressed. Well, okay. I... Cormier caught Stipe with one hell of a punch. Now, granted, you're right. Cormier was warned about his open hand punching. He Multiple was warned times. more than once. Multiple times. Yes, he was. But we're talking that this is supposed to go through a five round a five round fight. Yeah. He did catch Stipe with one hell of a punch and put him on the canvas. And then Daniel went in there and hammer punched the fuck out of him, and they stopped the fight. Cormier's never lost a heavyweight fight in his life. No, not yet. I'm not, you know, and I'm not saying that Cormier is in the right or if he's in the wrong. I'm just going on stat let, base. Let me, let me tell you some of the guys he's beaten in the heavyweight division. By decision. Okay. Roy, Roy Nelson. He beat him by decision. Frank oh, Muir. By decision. This was back in 2013. So you're talking five years ago. Okay. Roy Nelson. Great fighter. No, Roy Nelson's a tough fighter. He's not a great fighter. He's a tough fighter. He's, he's not a great fighter. Dion Starring. Ever heard of that guy? No, I have not. Now, that's one guy I've nope. not heard of. Nobody else has either. He beat him by KO. Took him two rounds, but that was back in 13. Josh Barnett, right. by decision. Bigfoot Silva. Everybody beats him by knockout. Don't worry about that. Jeff Munson. Ever heard of that guy? Nope. Yeah, exactly. Decision. Devin Cole. Ever heard of that guy? Nope. Decision. Sal Palele. Ever heard Never of that heard guy? Never heard of that guy either. Knocked him out. Justin Riley. Nope. <laughs> yep. Seeing a, seeing a pattern here? I, I, the only one I've really okay. Big country Roy Jones Jr. Yes, I've heard of him. Who has wasn't Roy Jones him? Jr. No, he didn't fight Roy Jones Jr. Okay, basically Jones the Jr. only one I've ever heard of that DC's ever beaten is Stipe Miocic. It's very good, but he, remember what we talked about earlier. Everyone, so, Stipe so you're fights. right. Everyone is – he doesn't have that great of a chin. No. So now, he's Mike Tyson. So he's Mike Tyson yeah, less of be, a chin. Oh, God. Yeah. To be fair, which I, I really don't like being with DC, but I'll try. He's still a cheater. He's still a piece of shit and a coward. But he has a good game plan. He fights smart. 
He does. He really does. He, regardless of how he looks, the guy's in great shape. I don't think for a minute he couldn't have gone five rounds with Stipe. I really don't. I think he would have had no problem going five rounds, regardless of how he looked. I I agree with you there. Yeah, he might have. Looked I think like, DC is a you know, looks, yeah. Like you said, he, he might have looked a, a good little roly polyish. Uh, a little. But he was in shape. He looked like he literally looked like Bigfoot took a diarrhea shit of just city rolls. But it's not about body. Nope. Okay, what's DC standing? Five eleven to six one, maybe? No, he's around he's probably like five ten. He said he's five eleven, but I don't think he's that tall. Yeah. Okay, five ten. Okay, you, yeah. you're, okay. I'm giving him an inch. But he's weighing almost two two forty to two fifty. He weighs a hundred pounds more than you. I weigh a hundred pounds. pounds. He weighs a hundred pounds more than you. Okay, yes. He might have looked a little roly polyish coming into this fight. But I tell you what, this is the best I've ever seen Cormier look. Yeah. And, he, and a lot of people would think he was out of shape. That guy, he had speed. He had, he could move. He had power. He looked like he actually felt comfortable at that weight. Yeah. That's just my, that's my, that, that's just my visual of the fight. No, I get it. I mean, that's just the way I looked at DC, you know, Daniel Cormier in that fight. Yeah. Other people might not agree with me. That's fine. That's just the way I looked at Daniel Cormier. So. Yeah. Okay, well, what do you the think? hour's about up. The hour's about up. And I'm having a little bit of an issue here with Radio AFS. My feed is going bad. So what we're going to do is I'm going to end the show now before the feed gets any worse. I'm I'm showing here that the feed is – we're not going to have this much longer for some reason. Tonight. Okay. But we will be back next week with a big recap of all the Bellator fights because there's two Bellator cards. And I'm very glad you got a good pay-per-view because what? And we have a big. I wish we could have got into this, but yes, we have a a some a semi big UFC Fight Night card coming up this on Saturday. True, yeah. Definitely, we will break that down next week. So with that, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. All right. Have a good week, brother. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>